thought it was just my personality. My stubborn, negative Nancy, perfectionist, abrasive little personality that managed to all fit into the body of a little girl. Oh, Ari, she's just super hard-headed, not easygoing at all. A phrase I heard one too many adaptations of. I've always been a warrior, an overthinker, a walking volcano composed of anxiety and depression and human flesh and bone, and I think it set me off. My family members just thought I was a feisty little stubborn kid that was the chihuahua of the group. But for every ounce of fire and moodiness in me, there was an equivalent amount of love, selflessness, creativity, and light within me as well. I always felt like there was a dark cloud above my head. I can remember when it felt like to feel a depression and sadness as a three-year-old. I remember throwing a fit and having an anxiety attack anytime my mom tried to tie my shoes the wrong way. Not tight enough, the left string didn't loop the way I liked it, or the shoe just had bad juju and I would cry until the school day was already over. Looking back on my childhood, I feel bad for that little girl. Not only completely misunderstood by her parents and family, but completely misunderstood by herself as well. Even though I always knew something was inherently wrong with me, I didn't know what or why. A constant identity crisis that led me down all the wrong places. Wrong friends, wrong schools, everything was always wrong. I remember crying to my mother most nights. Why me? Why can't I be happy? We can only pay attention to the darkness and not the light. On many occasions, I'd pray to God to escape the evil I was dealing with inside my head every day. Intrusive thoughts, disturbing thoughts, the kind of thoughts that would worry other people. Am I okay? I'm crazy. I'm dangerous. I'm not okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was the week before my first day of seventh grade at my new private school in La Jolla. The jewel of San Diego, the creme de la creme of California, the breeding ground of future professional surfers and vegan yogi moms driving around in their Range Rovers and Mercedes Benzes. The school I was attending was a private school composed of trust fund kids and Ivy League shoe-ins. Safe to say there was a lot of pressure. I wasn't the smartest, I didn't come from a rich family, and I had a lot to compare myself to. My first OCD episode was unnerving. I was with my mom buying new uniform clothes for my first day of school. I was running off excitement, new clothes, new school, fresh start. Hell yeah! <laughs> I was happy but also nervous. We were driving back home, my new clothes in my shopping bag sitting like a mountain of fluff on my lap, when we were stopped at a stoplight. A homeless man was standing there holding a sign, doing nothing wrong, but I started to have a panic attack. He was too close to the car, and what if his homelessness sweeped through the window and some of the particles got on my clothes, and now these clothes have been touched by homelessness? Am I going to fail every class? And I'm not going to get into college. I'm not going to get a good paying job, and I'll become homeless too. Panic began to ensue. I was extremely confused. Why was my mind running off like this? I started hyperventilating and turned to my mother, screaming for her to turn the car around so we could return the clothes and get a new set of each item. She was even more confused. Her response was filled with anger that added on to the fear that boiled within me. I had no idea why this was happening, and I knew my thoughts were absurd, but it didn't stop me from believing in them or listening to what they were telling me I needed to do. Things got progressively worse, from counting the number of steps I took to not being able to step on the cracks in the pavement, otherwise my mother was going to die, to opening and closing doors 10 times before I could pass through, otherwise my dad was going to die in a car crash. I got good at concealing it, like my little dirty secret. I thought that I was crazy. I must be crazy. 
because there's a voice inside my head that tries to make me run and compulse and jump, worry 24-7, try and fix things every day. No matter how absurd the thought, no matter how smart I was, I believed every single thing it told me. If you sit on this public seat of transportation, you're going to catch pubic lice. If you don't swallow your water on the fifth gulp, you're going to end up homeless and without a family. If you walk near the janitor, hold your breath. Otherwise, you will grow up to be a janitor. Thoughts that made the simplest daily activities and occurrences almost impossible to do. I hated myself. I hated my life. I was extremely depressed because of my condition. I remember my first therapy session clearly. My parents had had enough of witnessing countless breakdowns and panic attacks that they knew something psychologically was wrong with me. It took some sort of assessment, trying to rule out any disorders that I may or may not have, asked me many questions, painful details, details I was afraid to say to myself even alone. At the end of the session, she said that I suffered with extreme OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder, GAD, which is also known as generalized anxiety disorder, and lastly, but definitely not least, major depressive disorder. She explained to me that what I suffered with was actually really common in young adults. In fact, one in 200 children and adolescents are diagnosed with OCD, and that it is a combination of my genetics and my environmental situations that turn on certain genes to allow expressions within my brain. So I'm not crazy, I'd ask her. No, Ariana, you're not crazy. In fact, you have a very high IQ. You go to one of the hardest schools in California, and you are highly intelligent and observant. The reason why you're not crazy is because you have something called insight, meaning you know that your thoughts are absurd, even if you believe them to be true. Insight. The one thing that stood between me being schizophrenic or not. I was relieved to hear that I was not crazy, but the process of treatment was brutal. And I wasn't prepared for the amount of energy and work it would take out of me. Exposure therapy, CBT, in-person sessions, medication. There wasn't a thing I didn't try. To spare you the long details of my mental health journey, I'll break it down for you very quickly. I was diagnosed with OCD at age 12, along with other comorbid disorders. And at age 14, I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. Yep, spent my whole high school career starving myself. It wasn't until my freshman year at CU that I decided to get proper treatment. I went from weighing 100 pounds at 5'8 to weighing 150 pounds. I had to gain 50 pounds in the span of five months. Otherwise, I wasn't allowed to continue school. It was brutal. Now I'm 23 years old, still suffering with OCD and depression, still have my body's morphic days. It is a constant battle that I will have to fight for the rest of my life, just like someone who has any disease that is terminal. Mental health issues can be the same. Every day is an up and down, a win or loss, another day where I want to live, or a day where I wouldn't mind if a truck hit me when driving the 805. It's exhausting. So if you're out there and you're suffering with mental health issues, you're not alone. Sometimes it helps to talk to others, and sometimes trying to relate to others can make you very incredibly alone. A journey that only you will endure, and forever will be stronger for it.